Praise God, beloved, and welcome to Grateful for Love. This is Regina. I want to share today from the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. And this is under the subheading, if your Bible is divided up, called The Greatest Commandment. The Greatest Commandment. And reading from the NIV, it says, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Praise God. Now I want to also read from the Amplified Translation, beginning at verse 34. And it says, Now when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced, muzzled the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of their number, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which kind of commandment is great and important? the principal kind in the law. Some commandments are light, which are heavy. And he replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, your intellect. This is the great, the most important, the principal and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. These two commandments sum up and upon them depend all the law and the prophets. Praise God for his word today. To give you a little explanation of some of the terminology in these verses. First of all, regarding the Sadducees. The Sadducees um, were those who, according to Acts chapter 23 and verse 8, they um, believed in no resurrection. They believed no, uh, there were no angels or spirits. Uh, they were opposers of Jesus and John the Baptist. And they were primarily the wealthy class the wealthy upper class who were involved with the priesthood uh, in Jerusalem at their time. And their lives revolved around the temple and anything uh, that dealt with the temple. Now, you may have heard uh, another name uh, that came out of verse 34, the Pharisees. And so these were two groups that were and made up the Sanhedrin Council, which was the same council that supposedly 
Jesus uh, had a um, proper trial, quote unquote, and uh, they were the ones that uh, brought the charges against him for him to be crucified um, uh, later on in uh, our verses, in our chapters of Matthew. And so the Pharisees, in contrast to the Sadducees, even though they if you will, worked together in this council of 70 men, uh, they were um, more or less, um, they thought that the Torah was most important as opposed to the temple being most important. And they believed in the oral law uh, that came from the prophets, um, such as Moses and so forth, as opposed to the Sadducees only went by the written law. And so, but the Pharisees thought that both the oral law uh, was just as important as what was written in the Torah. And so, but as I said before, both of these groups um, uh, made up uh, a 70-men council called the Sanhedrin. And they were the ones who made all the decisions for the Jews. And if there was ever a tie of any sort, then the high priest would break the tie. So here we have in this uh, particular reading of today, um, there have been some things that have taken place um, prior to this uh, lesson on the greatest commandment. In the beginning of the chapter, uh, Jesus was speaking about uh, a parable of a wedding banquet and how uh, the king was inviting people uh, to come to the banquet and um, and no one came. They refused to come. Everyone was had their own thing going or whatever. And then the second parable was talking about uh, paying taxes to Caesar. And I'm sure that you probably heard that uh, part where it says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. And then, then the other parable was in reference to a marriage at the resurrection. And this um, one uh, woman who had um, married the oldest son in the family, they had no children. And so she was given to the next brother, had no children, but that second brother died and so forth until the time that she died. And they wanted to know as a test to Jesus to get him caught up in a trick of some kind to uh, really, they were trying to um, discredit Jesus. They wanted to know, well, who is this woman married to? If in fact there is a resurrection, who would be her husband? And so Jesus replies to her in regards to that, uh, that in heaven, uh, there is no marriage. Um, and so, but then we come to verse 34 on the greatest commandment. And so with him saying what he said in regards to um, the parable regarding the marriage and resurrection, that silenced the Sadducees who did not believe in the resurrection or believed in any type of resurrection. So that silenced them. So that's what verse 34 is talking about, um, is, is regarding about what they had just heard. And the Pharisees heard what Jesus said and how the Sadducees couldn't come back uh, with anything uh, to rebuke Jesus with or to try to prove him wrong or challenge him 
because of what he said in regards to marriage and the resurrection. And so, um, so one of them from this group of Sadducees and Pharisees, there was a lawyer that was a part of the group, and he asked Jesus, as it says here, to test him. And when you think of the word test, someone is trying to try you. They're trying to catch you in error. They're trying to catch you in a fault. They're trying to discredit you. They're trying to make you look bad. And so this lawyer said, teacher, in verse 36, which kind of commandment is the greatest, the most important, the principal kind? And in the Amplified translation, it made the distinction of how the Pharisees and Sadducees at that time saw there were light commandments and there were heavier ones, uh, more important, had more a weight to them, if you will. And so this is how Jesus replies in verse 37. And he replied to him, he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, all your intellect. And we have a cross-reference from that particular verse that takes us to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. And I want to start at verse 4. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is the one. And then verse 5, which is the primary cross-reference Scripture, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Then verse 6 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So just in hearing these verses out of Deuteronomy, we find that the love of God was to be and is and should be the most important thing, even to the point that you teach it and you impress it upon your children. You're passing this on from yourself to your children. And then it says talking about it as you sit at home. Or as you walk along the way, wherever you're going, talking about the word, rehearsing the word in your mind and in your heart that would keep you focused on God, the one who has made you. And so it's just emphasizing the importance of knowing God and loving God to the point where you're all about God when when the time, uh, as you are throughout your daily time, of going here and there, that you're talking about him. And and it's not so much to your to others as it is first to yourself. You're sharing it with yourself. And then, of course, as Deuteronomy says, you're talking to it with your children about God and the love of God uh, for you and for them. Then we want to also look at, in the book of Leviticus, um, chapter 19 and verse 18, And these are all being read from the NIV. Leviticus 19 and verse 18 says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against 
one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So, of course, the cross references are always shared with you to show you how the Bible connects uh, to other portions of the Bible. And oftentimes we'll find a better and greater understanding when we go to those helping scriptures, if you will. And so here, uh, it was talking about, if you would read the uh, verses before that, not to hate your brother in your heart. And then it says not to seek revenge. So these are people who are in um, close proximity people that we know for the most part and we'll get more into that when we go into the Passion Translation but the whole idea and point of is that God wants us to love to love to show love uh, to those uh, that we are in proximity with and it says this is the most important commandment verse 38 says this is the most important commandment and then The second one in verse 39 is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that was the cross-reference we just did here out of Leviticus 19 and 18. I also want to turn one more time as a cross-reference to the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 9. And I thought this was important to share this. It says, love must be sincere. It must be sincere. And this says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And then verse 10 says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. In brotherly love. And so, our love must be sincere. It must be genuine, not false, uh, not really hiding an evil motive and just only showing that false face uh, to people in which we say we love but really if you dig down deep we really don't so it has to be sincere and to hate what is evil to cling to what is good be devoted to one another help out when and all possible when we can to do uh, and to be helpful to each other, to love one another. And we show how we love oftentimes about what we do for people. It isn't the only way, but it does speak volumes um, in loving a person about what we do for that person. Uh, There's also a scripture that talks about in the Gospels, it talks about that the world will know that we are the disciples of Christ by the love that we have for each other. In other words, the world will look at us and they will see how we love each other. Let's say how we love each other in the church. Not talking about loving the, them in the world, but loving each other. If they see us uh, fighting and um, always at each other in an argument or in a disagreement all the time and to the point where it's really uh, can be almost to the point of being violent in terms of our tone and so forth. How can they be convinced that God loves them 
if we as God's children can't show that love to each other. And so it can be a very, uh, very descriptive in terms of how people see us. Uh, are we convincing them through our behavior and how we act toward each other if we in fact really who we say we are? Let's go back again now to um, our scripture today under the greatest commandment. And I want to look at, as we conclude our episode today, under the greatest commandment from the Passion Translation. And beginning at verse 34, it says, When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced Sadducees, they called a meeting to discuss how to trap Jesus. So right here, we already know that they oppose Jesus. Both groups, no matter how well respected, how much money they may or may not have, and the fact that they are leaders in the community, they were called to a meeting to talk about how to trap, to discredit, to catch Jesus in a fault. 35 says, Then one of them, a religious scholar, posed his question to test him, him being Jesus. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? 37, Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. Now, in this translation, the word love in the Hebrew is worship. It's also quoted as worship. So love the Lord, worship the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. With every passion of your heart. And then it says, with all of the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. Now again, for greater clarity are with all your mind so every thought are all that is within your mind all of your mind Um, let every thought within you be about loving and worshiping God and then it says 38 this is a great and supreme commandment and the second is like it in importance You must love your friend. And the word friend here is also translated uh, from the Aramaic, which means one who is close to you emotionally or by proximity. And the Greek word for friend is neighbor. So all of these mean the same thing um, in terms of uh, the thought although it may be a different word that's being used, but who is in close proximity to you? Um, Someone who you are 
emotionally um, uh, acquainted with. And the, the Greek is neighbor, is neighbor. So in the same way you love yourself, but the point is that person that you see as your neighbor, as your friend, just like you love yourself, love them in like measure. And then it says in the same way, you love yourself. Now for clarity on this one, it says it goes back to Leviticus 19 and 18. So we're turning back there again. And in 19 and 18 of Leviticus, and we read that earlier, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then it says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Contained within these commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. And we know that Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came, he completed every law. He fulfilled, he did every one of those laws. I mentioned a few episodes back that there were about 613 laws that had to be kept. And in failing at one, it was the same as disobeying all of them. But Jesus kept all of them. So he fulfilled that. So once he fulfilled that, it was no longer needed or needful because he fulfilled that. Now he's introducing us to grace, to his grace. Um, so I praise God and help and pray that you have found this study helpful and given you um, a greater insight or a better look at who our neighbor is and how God wants us to love him. And as you see, the second commandment cannot be done without the first being done. Once we avail ourselves to learning and being open to learning how to love God with every part of our being, then and only then can we love others the way that God asks us to. So be encouraged today and know that God loves you and he can and will show you how to love others. But it first begins with loving God. God bless you.